studying plant-based nutrition, you know, I know all the facts surrounding, you know, vegan pregnancies and plant-based pregnancies. So I wasn't worried at all. You know, I had all of the education, you know, to support what I was doing. And I think honestly, there are just so, there's so much misinformation out there about plant-based diets. I got some really nasty DMs from people telling me you can't vegan and have a baby and don't do that to your child, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I actually studied this, so I know what I'm talking about. And one of the reasons why I wanted to get my certificate is so that I could, you know, speak intelligently on these things. Yeah. So that people come at me with their, you know, misinformed, you know, preconceived notions about veganism, I can say, actually, according to science, this, that, and the third. So there are just, there are just so many more benefits than, you know, negative aspects to this. But overall, being pregnant and, you know, vegan or plant-based has been such a joy and has been so beneficial for me. I'm Jackie Reed. Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. I hope you're all doing well considering all that is going on in the world. These are such crazy times, but hopefully you are holding on to your sanity and you are all staying healthy. On this episode, my guest is nutrition and sustainability expert and media personality, Ashley Renee. We talk about so much in this episode, including the very controversial topic of raising your children on a vegan diet. Now, Ashley is pregnant with her first child and she plans to do just that. We also talk about the solar powered smart home she and her husband recently built, and we dive into her commitment to living a sustainable lifestyle. It is so great to have you here. I've been dying to meet you. I um, love your social media. I love your website. I love all that you do. Um, it's just, it, everything that you do speaks to me. And it's like, I want to follow and learn so many things from you. But first and foremost, let me say congratulations on the baby on the way. How is this pregnancy? But look at you. How many months is this? Seven? going on six so I'll be six months on Sunday so wow. how's it going how's the pregnancy going so well you know what I I, I used to not want kids and then because I always thought it was going to be just like such a miserable experience like oh it's gonna be the worst thing in my life and it has been one of the most pleasant experiences imaginable I never thought that being pregnant would be this nice and relaxing but I, it's not like what it what it was in the movies, you know, what I saw growing up, like, oh, you know, like crazy side effects. It's actually been very nice. Oh, that's good. And I heard that you say, and I want to remind people that you are a licensed nutritionist. Um, yes? Sort of. I, 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 so I basically, I finished, um, I got my certificate in plant-based nutrition, but I wouldn't call it nutritionist. Okay. Well, <laughs> Then, well, I like to say that to say that you know what you're talking about. Yes. You're yes. an expert. 
Yes. I've heard you talk about, you know, that you're having a vegan pregnancy. And I've talked to some people over the years that were vegans. And then um, once they got pregnant, they felt like they had to reintroduce dairy or meat. And people have their own experiences. But I wonder for you um, how challenging that's been. And if you were concerned at all that you might have to introduce, you know, something other than plants, animal products back into your diet. My husband was definitely concerned because he just went plant-based this year, but I've been vegan uh -huh. you know, 2016, so I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, studying plant-based nutrition, you know, I know all the facts surrounding, you know, vegan pregnancies and plant-based pregnancies, so I wasn't worried at all. You know, I had all of the education, you know, to support what I was doing, and I think, honestly, there's just so, there's so much misinformation out there about plant-based diets, and you know, I got a lot, I got some really nasty DMs from people telling me you can't be vegan and have a baby and don't do that to your child, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, I actually studied this, so I know what I'm talking about. And one of the reasons why I wanted to get my certificate is so that I could, you know, speak intelligently on these things. Yeah. So that people come at me with their, you know, misinformed, you know, preconceived notions about veganism, I can say, actually, according to science, this, that, and the third. So it's actually completely safe to, you know, have a vegan pregnancy and to even like feed your kids vegan food. Um, it's just a lot of people don't understand plant-based nutrition. You know, even when people go vegan, like when I first went vegan, I didn't understand nutrition. I was just doing it because I love animals, right? right. So and so over time, when I started noticing the health benefits and the environmental benefits, that I started diving into those other aspects of veganism. So now I understand nutrition and I understand how to get all of my protein. I understand how to get all of my nutrients, you know, how to, you know, have a balanced whole foods, plant-based diet. And it's the best thing you could possibly do for yourself. I haven't had any side effects, no symptoms throughout my entire pregnancy. My skin's still clear. As a matter of fact, I don't even wear foundation anymore. I stopped wearing foundation because my skin cleared up once I went plant-based and started eating right. So there are just, there are just so many more benefits than you know, negative aspects to this. But overall, being pregnant and you know, vegan or plant-based has been such a joy and has been so beneficial for me personally. Yeah, you know, I want to ask, so beyond, I, I think that I would agree with you that educating yourself on how to do this is most important, particularly when there's a child involved. So what, beyond that, what advice would you give to um, mothers that, you know, that want to raise their children vegan, you know, from infancy, or to women like you that are pregnant and maybe vegan and they're like, well, I'm going to wait until after the baby to go vegan, or they're vegan now. And they're like, I want to ride this out through the pregnancy. Like what advice beyond educating themselves would you give? Well, other than, you know, of course, talking to your doctor, just to let them know that, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Is there anything I should be aware of? Because like I actually did, like I talked to my doctor and I was a little wary because, you know, I'm very wary of the system, the medical system. But Me I went ahead too. No, I'm vegan. Is there anything that I should be, you know, aware of? And surprisingly, she, you know, she didn't try to talk me out of it. She was like, oh, yeah, it's perfectly fine. In fact, like, we encourage it. It's great. You just need to make sure you add an extra 300 calories to, you know, your 
your diet, but that's anybody. So it doesn't matter if you're plant-based or what. Every pregnant woman, you, you're basically the bare minimum. You add an extra 300 calories to um, your daily like caloric intake, which is not a lot when you think about it. So I think everybody thinks that you have to eat for two, right? But no, you're, you know, you're eating for something this small. <laughs> right. Calories is all you need. And that's an apple and some peanut butter. So again, it's really just, it's reconstructing the way you view food and the way you think about food. So one, um, one tip I have is to download the MyFitnessPal app. That's what I use every day. I track everything. I can track, you know, how much protein I'm getting, how many calories I'm getting, how much fat intake I get, all the carbs that I get. It tracks everything. And I can, you know, make sure that I get all of my necessary nutrients so that I can have a safe and healthy pregnancy. And you can do the same thing for your kids as well. But really, like, the, the, the key for, like, raising a vegan child or plant-based child, you can, and, and so it's not, like, difficult or, like, hard is you just look at what, what you're consuming. Take what you're consuming and then kind of make it kid-friendly. So like one person that I follow who I think does an amazing job at this is Sweet Potato Soul. Her name is Jane. Yeah. And she, you know, she has a child, she has a daughter, and she shares in her story how she'll cook something for herself and then she'll make like a little kid-friendly uh, version. You know, she'll probably put it through a blender to make it nice and mushy so that her, you know, her child can eat it. So there are definitely ways to do it. Um, you know, the key is to just know exactly what nutrients and how much a child needs um, at the different stages of their life, right? So from ages, say, zero to two or zero to three, their their needs might be different from three to six or from, you know, six to to uh, older. So you just need to know, like, how to adjust at each different stage of their life. So, like, for the first couple years of my uh, not pregnancy, but first couple of now, we'll, we'll be pregnant for two years. But the first couple of years, <laughs> child's lifespan, you know, I'll probably be breastfeeding if, as long as God gives me the, the ability to do so, because I know not all women can, you know, complications can happen. But as long as I have the ability to breastfeed, I'm going to breastfeed for, you know, the first couple of years and give my child all the nutrients that my child needs naturally. And then from there, you know, adjust and, you know, and start introducing plant-based solid foods at a certain age and, you know, just keep going from there. But it just takes understanding the right amounts of everything that your child needs at the different stages of their life. Yeah, that's so important. You know, you were talking about having um, some doubts about the medical community. And I, you know, I, it's, it's like, you have to be careful. I think it's important to let people know the, you have to be careful of the beliefs of your doctor because if they are one of those doctors that or people that just does not believe in veganism, just does not believe in that, then they're going to steer you in the wrong direction. So it's good to get multiple opinions, I think, and make sure that your doctor wraps his head around, this is who I am, this is what I want to do, what advice can you give me for this lane, right? Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, as Black women, because I do feel like in the industry you know they tend to kind of like not listen to us when we have questions or concerns so you know it's very important to make sure you have the right doctor and you do that by asking them questions like just don't be afraid to ask questions and to really vet your doctor thoroughly to make sure that you're on the same page or to make sure they're not biased towards you know you know say 
trying to push pills on you, but instead, you know, making, making sure that they encourage you to have like a nutritious diet instead to prevent, you know, chronic illnesses versus just curing them with, you know, some magic pills. So you want to kind of like get in their head and see what their beliefs are. And there's actually um, an organization, like I can't remember the exact website, it might be plant-based doctor.com or org. I, I, Let sorry, me know I what it is later and I'll put it in the show notes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So there's literally like a website you can go to to find a plant-based pediatrician or a plant-based doctor in your area. So that's actually what we're using so that, um, you know, when we have to find a pediatrician, once I give birth, we'll be able to uh, take our child to one who understands plant-based nutrition. Yeah, I love that. Are you having a boy or a girl or do you want to know? Boy. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's so funny that you were like before, and I saw you talking about this on your social media that you did not want to, you didn't think you wanted to have kids. And now look at you, you're just bubbling and glowing. <laughs> 180, like if you met me a year and a half ago, I would not be saying these things. <laughs> so I've come a long way. Yeah, you definitely have. Well, you mentioned your husband, and I want to talk about um, the two of you all in this home you you built because a big part of your platform in addition to a vegan lifestyle is sustainability and you kind of switch things up and I want you to talk about kind of where you used to be with your website and the things you used to talk about and that tr transition to a, a very different life <laughs> what happened <laughs> so you know it's so interesting I started out with such a major passion for travel that's what kind of got me to, into the whole content creator life and, you know, starting my own brand. So I, I owe everything to that passion because that passion is what gave me the courage to quit my job and start my own brand and, you know, actually build a platform to talk about the things that I want to talk about. And it was also travel that led me to wanting to be vegan. So it was actually when I think, yeah, it was 2015, I was in Bali. And I remember going to this beach and it was just littered with trash. Mm. And when you think of Bali, you don't really think of trash and right. litter. You think of like those glossy magazine images. You think of Eat, Pray, Love. You think of paradise. Right. And heaps and heaps of just plastic waste just everywhere. And it was the first time I really really saw pollution with my own eyes because you know it's like out of sight out of mind you never really think about it if you don't see it you hear about it but you know it just kind of like rolls off you right but I couldn't deny it anymore and like I'm a big believer in like once you know the truth once you see something it's up to you to make a decision to either close your eyes and you know turn a blind eye to it or do something about it so that sparked my passion for environmentalism and from then on like I went home I completely changed my lifestyle after that I started focusing on sustainable travel a year later I watched a documentary about um no wait, wait no no yeah that's, that was 2015 so 2016 I went vegan and then I watched a documentary showing how plant-based diets are actually the most environmentally friendly diets you can even have so I knew I was on the right path um, for that. So I knew that I could build this, you know, sustainable platform and include my vegan lifestyle at the same time. And it just felt more authentic to me because it's where I was going. It's the direction that I was heading. And it was the lifestyle that I was living versus, you know, just traveling every now and then and sharing my travels. Well, I wasn't doing that every day. I wasn't traveling every day. So I felt like 
I was only sharing part of my life with people, like the fancy jet setting, you know, life where I was going to all these different places. But like, that was like, what, once a month, a couple times a month, maybe that didn't really reflect like my values. It didn't reflect what I was passionate about every single day, how I was living my life and how I was living my life every day was you know, building this solar powered smart home. I was, you know, I went vegan. I wanted to share my vegan journey. I was, you know, trying to live this sustainable lifestyle. And I wanted to share that with other people. And it just kind of helped me get into a completely different headspace too about my brand in general. Because when I started out, I realized it was more so about like gaining a following. It was about gaining followers. It was about, you know, portraying this, lavish lifestyle traveling around the world but then it went to wanting to help people it went to wanting to build a community around this idea of you know sustainability and veganism and actually doing something good you know i just felt like i could really help people especially in our community because with the black community i just well, I, I was going to say, I feel like it's not, I feel like the fact is we are disproportionately affected by climate change. We're disproportionately, disproportionately affected by health problems. And so by teaching people who, you know, can relate to me and who I can relate to about my sustainable journey, about my plant-based lifestyle, I feel like I could actually make a positive impact versus what I was doing before, which was just like putting on pretty dresses and posing on mountaintops and writing some random caption. So I really kind of switched my platform from chasing, I guess, likes and followers to wanting to build an actual community that I could impact. Yeah, you wanted to educate more and really help people kind of see, you know, how if you if you live in this way, look how better your life will be and the world will be and just, right? That's how I feel. I want everybody to, to get it. And I'm on board with the veganism part. Um, <clears throat> you know, I'm full vegan. I'm working on living a more sustainable life in that, you know, I've, I've, and once you become vegan, it opens your eyes up to everything else, right? Um, it's particularly environmental issues. I mean, my health definitely shifted, but I want to ask you, what are some changes that everyday people can make to live more sustainable? Like, okay, um, definitely recycle, right? Um, you know, I'm mindful of trying to buy products that don't involve as much plastic, right? Things like that. Uh, but should I be composting? You know, should I be... <laughs> It's like, and, and if you want to get rid of plastic bottles, how do you do, like, if, you know, if you live for, for various household incomes, how do you do that? You know what I mean? Going to yeah. get that pack of, of, of plastic bottles of water can be so inexpensive if you can't drink your tap water. Mm -hmm. Well, you could also get a water filter. So that could come for the water bottle. <laughs> you could either put one on your tap or you can buy like an actual you know pitcher so i have a water uh, a water bottle like pitcher that like filters my water for me um in one of my one of my fridges and in another fridge i actually have like the you know it comes with a built-in um water filter but when you're talking about people with different incomes if you don't have a fridge that has like that built-in water filter you can just go out and buy your own go out and buy what is it a, a brita yeah yeah, so you can just like put that on your, your tap, your faucet, so that you can have clean filtered water. So there are definitely ways around it. And then that's cheaper because you're not buying 
uh, plastic bottles. And so, and this is the thing I want people to understand about sustainability. It's cheaper to be sustainable. Yeah. So I a lot of people, you know, because it gets whitewashed. So I think a lot of people think that it's only for, you know, a certain demographic. It's only for wealthy people. It's only for people who can afford to live an eco-friendly lifestyle. You know, it gets branded as like this hippy dippy tree hugger type of thing. But <laughs> demographic of people who are interested in sustainability and climate action are Black teens because they're yeah. the ones going to be inheriting this mess right so and they see it happening in their communities so it's very very relevant to you know all of us as a people it's it's relevant to um you know white people it's, it's relevant to black people it's relevant to hispanic people it's relevant to everyone it doesn't matter who you are what your income level is what your ethnicity is everyone needs to be taking this seriously because it's not just about the earth right even though, of course, I love the planet, I love nature, and I want to protect it, we also have to think about the social justice aspect of it. Like, this yeah. is affecting people, this is affecting people's health. You know, one of the causes of asthma is, is environmental factors. Yeah. Um, it's like toxic polluting factories being strategically built next to poor communities and communities of color. Like, it's very, the, the number one factor that goes into deciding whether or where a polluting factory gets built is demographics. They look at, at the ethnicity and they look at the income levels because more than likely they figure that if you're a certain ethnicity or if you're, you have a certain income level, you're not going to advocate for yourself to push back against them building there. So, you know, this is something that matters to all of us. So like little things that you can do, um, instead of just recycling, you, you think of the order of it. It's reduce, reuse, and recycle. So the first most important thing is reducing. So like I said, instead of buying plastic bottles to begin with, you just get a filter. So that way you're reducing your plastic consumption. Mm -hmm. And if you can't reduce, then you try to find ways to reuse things. And then as a last resort, then you recycle. Now there's a whole like controversial element to recycling too, about like what actually happens to our recyclables when we recycle them. Yeah. Um, in a community where where you have uh, a neighborhood um, you know recycle system that comes to your neighborhood and picks up your recyclables you know there are definitely facilities where you can just take your recyclables too like for example my recycling facility they don't accept glass at the curbside so if I want to recycle my glass I have to go to I have to look up like a facility somewhere in Atlanta and then take my glass to that facility to have it recycled um, and, you know, really, it's just about, it's just about, like, adopting a reusable mindset. So yeah. you can, you can kind of adopt a reusable mindset versus a disposable one. So, like, instead of buying things that are made of plastic that you throw away, like, instead of buying plastic straws, instead of buying, you know, plastic, you know, styrofoam plates, you think of, like, reusing so you know using plates more that you can rewash you know using uh metal straws or silicone straws that you yeah. can put in instead of the plastic ones that you throw away so if you start thinking like that all it all starts up here it's your mentality if you start thinking with a reusable mindset what can i start replacing the, the disposable things that i buy with like reusable ones that I can just like use over and over again. Instead of using so many paper towels, maybe I can use a cloth instead or a sponge to wipe my counter. So stuff like that, little things like that, that just add up.
I, I love that. And, and it's true. I, I was watching a video a long time ago with Alicia Silverstone, um, the actress, and she's really good about um, sustainability and not wasting anything. I mean, it's just really, I, she did a tour of her kitchen and the things that she saves and reuses, um, like old towels, so she doesn't have to use paper towels and things like that. I mean, she, <clears throat> which I appreciate it because you learn you know, from, from watching and, and just talking to people like you. But with you, I think it's interesting that it's not just household goods. You also think sustainability when it comes to fashion and beauty. Yes. Yes. That I heard that you weren't going to buy any maternity clothes? Not buying any maternity clothes. This <laughs> is Rent. So two of my favorite um, companies are Rent the Runway and NYNC Closet. This is NYNC. It. Yeah, so like if you love New York and company, they have their own um, rental service so you can rent like the clothes that they have there. And I happen to love NY, uh, NYC. Like I just think that they have very like nice fitted clothes for all different kinds of occasions. And I think Rent the Runway probably has a, a more di more diverse option because they also do um, jewelry as well and accessories. NYC Closet just does clothes, but yeah, I save so much money because it's NYC Closet is $50 a month, um, you know, for like really nice clothes and outfits versus like just filling up my wardrobe right. with clothes that I probably am only going to wear a couple times, maybe, and then, you know, I'm tossing it out and then it ends up in a landfill. Yeah. And so they actually, I remember looking at like some statistics that show that like fast fashion is one of the most environmentally destructive industries. It's, you know, a billion dollar industry, yeah. not only destroying the environment, you know, fast fashion, you know, certain companies, they're using like really cheap labor in these, you know, third in these other countries and they're not paying them very well. They're, you know, building these facilities very poorly and you know putting them in poor working conditions you know people have died in fires because the buildings were you know properly constructed so they're not taking care of their people like the the fast fashion industry is so problematic on you know both a social justice uh platform and as well as you know on an environmental aspect so it's just it's problematic all around so the less money you can put into the fast fashion industry the better. So if you can rent your clothes, if you can thrift your clothes, go to consignment shops, you know, those options are just way more sustainable and they save you money. I was about to say, like you said a little bit earlier, I'm thinking I'm adding all of this up or, you know, I'm just like, this saves so much money to live this way. I've really been leaning into, I find myself watching these minimalist, uh, 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 videos, women that are minimal, minimalist and just how they live. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but I really think about just all the things that I have and I don't necessarily need, um, you know, uh, but it, it all started for me with veganism. It's just, I just look at things differently and I just want to leave the planet better than how I found it, you know? And I, and I love that. And I do, I 100% agree with you. I think veganism really is a gateway to just being more conscious in general. It is. Right? Yeah. yeah. You learn to have, you, you build up your empathy. So like for me, it started out with building like this empathy for animals and then that spilled over into, you know, more of the environment and then my health, social justice issues. It's just, it really yeah. is a for, for change, for positive change. So I would say veganism has really changed my life in so many ways. Yeah, mine too. I, you know, I'll be three years in January 
this coming January. So I'm still relatively new to it, but um, I am loving it. And when I tell you there's no, you won't hear a Miley Cyrus line from me. I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I will not, I will not, and there'll be no turning back. Uh, especially because I'm, I'm an ethical vegan as, you know, as well, like you for the animals. But I have to ask you, I heard you mention somewhere that you love purple carrot. Girl, I love purple carrot. Do you still do purple carrot? Love purple carrot. And let me tell you, it's such a godsend for <laughs> during this pandemic because, I'm man, like it cuts down on my trips to the grocery store. And it's yes. I'm pregnant. I'm not trying to be out there. <laughs> expose myself to COVID, especially here in Georgia, where you know it's a hot spot. <laughs> uh, don't even, I'm from Atlanta, so my mother is there, and my sister, and I'm constantly like, please don't go anywhere. No. Uh, Oh, I'm just so grateful that these services even exist. Like, I, I never would have imagined, like, you know, when I first went vegan, that I'd have a vegan meal kit delivery service. I just did it. I was using Green Chef for a while because that was the only one I knew about. Um, and they have different uh, options. So they have, like, vegan, vegetarian, I, I don't know, I guess pescatarian. They have all the options. So back before my husband went plant-based, um, we were doing, like, Green Chef. Um, because it was just easier to accommodate both of our, you know, our diets. Um, but now that he's plant-based, we can cook together, we can eat together, and it's just, it's been such a blessing. I, I can even tell you, like, just having a supportive partner, like somebody who, you know, eats the same thing that I do, it was such a game changer for me because mm. I realized how isolating it was, yeah. you know. He joined me and I realized, wow, it's so much nicer to be able to have somebody to eat with now. It's great. But like what, what I love about having him involved too is that, you know, I just, it just kind of really emphasizes that this is not just a diet. It's a lifestyle. It's a yeah. whole lifestyle. Like he has lost so much weight. He's, he's all about nutrition now and health and he just wants to be healthy. Yeah. So watched the Game Changers documentary, which I don't know if you saw it. I saw it. Such a good documentary. Right? Watch that. And he, he cold turkey, he was like, I'm done with me after watching that documentary. And I think it was three days later, he went plant-based. Like, he didn't even transition. He, he did what most people could not do. He quit cold turkey. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just been nice because now like, we work out together, we cook together, we eat together, we learn about this whole lifestyle together, and it's been such a nice, like, it's just been so nice, like, having that support and, and that accountability. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I've had friends of mine who want to try the whole vegan thing, but their partners, their husbands, you know, whoever they live with. Yeah. It makes it hard for them, right? Because that's the person that you're hanging with and you go out to eat with and they're making something and it smells good. And, but that's, that's why I always tell people, you got to determine for yourself why you're doing it. You just can't just kind of, you know, you got to come up with your why. And then that helps you stay focused, right? I say that all the time. Know your why. Always remember your why. Yeah. Whether it's your health, the environment you know, the animals that will take you through. I love that. I love that so much. Well, I want people to be able to follow some of your delicious recipes. I have not tried them myself, but I'm telling you, I was like stalking you on your social media and I was like, this food looks amazing. Thank you. Oh, you know, 
it's been such a learning curve because like I didn't know how to cook before I went vegan. He, he cooking. He knows cooking. When I went vegan, he was like, you're on your own because I can't feed you broccoli every day. And I was like, that's not what a vegan diet is, right? But you know, so that's I learned four years ago, I had to learn how to cook. And so this has been four years learning like how to make plant-based dishes. So it's it's been it's been quite the journey. I've learned a lot. Like I eat so much more variety now and it's right. I love it. I mean that that is what purple carrot did for me. I have to admit, I learned a little bit on my own, but what they were able, what I was able to see and select and try, like last night, I made this, um, uh, you know, vegan chicken and dumplings with the, like the mushrooms as the chicken and like these dumplings in this coconut sauce. So Listen to me, this was crazy. Did you see that on the menu? For the it was, and I was like, ah, eh, you know, I'll try it. And my boyfriend who went plant plant-based for the pandemic like that's when he was like okay because I'm cooking he has lost five inches off of his waist wow he is wow. you know and he he eats totally plant-based now but I made that chicken and dumpling that well you know vegan chicken and dumplings last night he was like what what's in this this is so good I was like I know their food is amazing but I too now eat so many different types of food yeah. that I never would have tried before. Never would have tried. I mean, goodness. And, and like, even like their, their substitutes, like they, I learned how to make, um, how to make, what was it? Coconut bacon because they had like yes. this. <laughs> yeah. I did that one too with the, with the bits of, of roasted, of toasted coconut and you put the maple syrup and all that stuff in the pan. Man. But my husband had it. He was like, this tastes like bacon. And I was like, see, you don't oh. do you because you can anything that you had before, you can make um, vegan. You can veganize it. Actually, favorite dish to date was a purple carrot dish. It was lobster rolls. It was vegan lobster rolls. It's on my website. No, <laughs> that was like, girl. I was like, I ordered it, and I was like, let me try this. That. I don't even miss a lobster roll. I mean, it's a game changer. Changer. And it was made out of like palm? Yeah, hearts of palm. Um, it was just the seasoning. Like, and I think that's what people need to understand. Yeah. Uh, not the meat that you crave. It's the flavors of meat, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's the seasonings that you put yeah. in meat. If you can learn how to season, like purple carrot taught me how to season. Yeah. That's purple carrot like they introduced me to so many new dishes and so many so many new sauces yeah so the flavors and they taught me how to season my food so that it tastes like the traditional dishes that I used to have and I don't I don't because I used to love seafood like that was the one thing I was like oh I don't know about, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss seafood so much but now I don't miss seafood because I can I can just season food a certain way to give it that seafood taste and it satisfies like whatever seafood craving I might have. So yeah. good. So good. How do you feel about the imitation meats and things like that? The impossible burgers, the beyond burgers, because there's some imitation shrimp out there. I'm going to tell you, it's really good. <laughs> I know. Okay. So I went, have, okay. So I went to New York a couple years ago and I ate at this restaurant called Seasoned Vegan. Oh yeah. Yo, like, their, 
their alternatives to meat, like so good. Like you could not tell the difference. You could not tell me that that wasn't meat, it wasn't shrimp, it wasn't seafood. It yeah. tasted real. Um, and then like as for like, you know, the impossible and the beyond, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like those types of brands is they're those that's what got me through it in the beginning. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to make plant-based dishes. I didn't know how to cook. Yeah. So hey, I was having like, you know, the fake bacon or the, the tofurkey <laughs> and grateful for those options because they allowed me to transition to a whole foods plant-based, you know, vegan diet. But if it wasn't for that, I don't know how I would have done it. I would have been eating just fruits and vegetables and not getting like a fully balanced, you know, nutritious diet. So I'm all for it. I think that, you know, especially like with their mission, Impossible and Beyond, like they're specifically, they're not targeting us. They're not targeting vegans. They're targeting people who eat meat. Yeah. And I think that what they're doing is a great thing because if they can really change people's minds about and how they view meat and they can get them to see that you can enjoy the taste of meat without actually you know having to kill an animal I think it's going to really change the world it's going to give the world options that don't involve animals and I am 100% for it yeah me too me too well Ashley it is such a delight to talk to you I look forward to doing this again down the road and talking about other things and of course meeting one day face to face if COVID ever lets us travel freely again <laughs> oh it won't let us be great <laughs> i know i know uh, neither will this president <laughs> no. oh my god everybody vote i know please I vote the vote please I know it has to end. It has to end somewhere, but you are a true delight as I thought you would be. So thank yeah. you for being on the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. Thank you for having me. This has been such a nice, uh, just so nice talking to you and meeting you. Well, that does it for this episode of the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. A special thanks to my guest, Ashley Renee. You can find all of her contact information in the show notes. And if you like what you heard here today, please leave a comment. And if you have not already, subscribe and tell a friend already. Also, follow us on social media at VeganSexyCool. And be sure to head to VeganSexyCool.com for tips on how to get your vegan life. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay sane.